Hey everybody and welcome to a whole new week. Welcome to 22 Minutes of Transformation. I'm Sean Patrick and I'm here with... Karen Mills Austin. Happy new week, Karen. How are you doing? Happy new week. You know, I am, I've discovered, it. it's not a new word, um, but it's a new word for me. <laughs> I love it. The word is stellar. Isn't that a fabulous word? Stellar. It. I use the word excellence all the time. To be able to use the word stellar is important to me because I'm rising up in consciousness. I've caught something new. So I, if that's not a word that our listeners are, are using, I invite you and me and our listeners to begin using that word and, and um, feeling it in our body temples as we're using it because it allows me to be more than, more than excellent today. You know, I can really get on board with that word. If you listen back to some voice notes I was sending you today when I was telling you that I wasn't feeling very well, I said, like, I was I was really enjoying my S's, and I said, I'm going to get up and spritz and sprance. And yes. I, I didn't use the word stellar, <laughs> but I was trying to find as many S words as mm. I could to describe that I'm going to feel good and we're going to record today. So yes. stellar is making its perfect place in our, oh, beautiful. In our vocabulary from today. Yes. Uh, but speaking of vocabulary, there are three words in your vocabulary, Karen, that you use uh, often to describe a situation. And I know that I really wanted to explore them for an episode, especially this series where we've been doing this or that, that or this. And them yes. three words are worry, doubt, and fear. So yes. to pose this week's question, I'm asking worry, doubt, or fear. And we may or may not find a good thing about any of them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let me just pass over to you because they really are words, you know, three words from your vocabulary. Where did this phrase worry, doubt, and fear come from when you use it to describe? Oftentimes you're using it when you're talking about when we're in our humanness. So yes, where, where did yes. them three come together for you? And oftentimes I'm using them uh, collectively like that when I want to release the energy of them. And mm -hmm. I know that they came from, you know, there's metaphysical and mystical jargon that is around. And I, when I teach, I, I talk about the importance of not using the jargon if we don't know what it means. I remember... Yeah talking to a student one time after class and saying he had used a particular phrase and I knew that he didn't know what it meant. Usually we use these words to fit in, to be like everybody. Yeah. And he got very angry with me because I had challenged him on this. I challenged him on this because I wanted him to begin to in include some words in his vocabulary that were not jargon, but were meaningful to him. I use worry, doubt, and fear because these are practices that don't serve me and really don't serve anybody. Uh, these are words that I, um, that, that, that are lower vibration for me. And I, when I say them in a clump like that, as I said, I want to, I want to let them go. I want to release them. I, and I often say, I release you into the nothingness, worry, doubt, and fear. Worry, doubt, and fear is not a part of my life. Um, so anyway, that's, and, and maybe in the beginning, 
I was using them as jargon. And then I realized the importance of them, those words no longer being jargon, but those words being uh, an activation yeah. uh, to take me into another realm of understanding. I really love your point about jargon, because I know that <laughs> does happen. For me, the the... It's not so much about that particular word, but it's how, like you said, how you understand that word. Because I know something that I don't use very much anymore because I'm realizing that I don't fully understand what I'm saying when I say it is is consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I'd use a different word right now. It's one that I, I hope to learn, but I completely, I completely agree that be careful you're not just using words. I mean, the one that I hear thrown around all the time, um, which I use, and I believe I use it correctly, um, is the word authentic. And that became a, a buzzword or vulnerable. They both became buzzwords oh. that were thrown about and didn't actually yeah. have the the understanding of what of what they were or the nuances. But they're not the words we're talking mm-hmm. about. We're talking about worry, doubt, and fear. The way um, you just described them reminds me of how I talk about surface level drama when I say, you know, war is over. <laughs> when I'm like, I'm doing war. I'm constantly trying to combat these little things that are coming in left, right, and center. Yes. Um, that to me speaks to worry, doubt, and fear. It's almost like, not almost like, it's absolutely like the cheap, <laughs> <laughs> the cheap distractions of humanness, of ego, of etc. And yes, yes. it shows up and you, because you, you clump them together, worry, doubt, and fear. I mean, I'd love to look at them individually, but maybe we don't need to. Uh, they, they show up as this little trio of keeping you distracted with surface level that's junk it. yeah yes and that's really yes. that's really what i feel about them when used in that concept because you will always find something to worry about something to be doubtful of and something to fear yes so i believe i'm sure that in certain places and if spoken about psychologically there are benefits to these things but in this context it's oftentimes showing up as just a very trivial, cheap distraction drama that keeps you away from who, who you know yourself to be. It's yes, yeah, cheap. Yes, and you know the the benefits of those words because they they do have a benefit is that they remind us where we are in consciousness. Yeah. If we, and and there's an opportunity there to lift ourselves up to change. Uh, the feeling tone that is moving through our body temple. So those words together are very powerful. And we don't want to do a, a spiritual bypass with them. We don't want to say, oh, I'm releasing worry, doubt, and fear. Sometimes it's not that simple. There's a reason that we may be in worry, doubt, and fear. And to be able to feel those things uh, in our body temple and to ask ourselves the question, what, what good is here? What is mm-hmm. it that I need to, that I'm being reminded of, of, of the presence? It may, uh, by the presence, it may be that I'm worried out in fear. It could just be that simple and I need to let it go. Yeah. It may be that I am that I'm stuck in a way of thinking and I'm spending all day and all night in that, in that awareness that only creates more worry, doubt, and fear. Yeah. Yeah. So and we I get really, to change our minds. Yeah. And I really like examining when I speak about, you know, the surface level drama 
And if I think about worry, doubt, and fear, I like to take a moment to evaluate, is this genuine or is this cheap, <laughs> for, for lack of a better word? Because I'm sure, you know, there are genuine worry, doubts, and fears that yes. are healthy. But I really do know that when we when when you use them three words together and when I talk about, you know, surface level drama, mm-hmm. uh, it's not about, like you said, it's not about doing a spiritual bypass and eradicating anything you feel which isn't positive. That is very, that's very 2006, everybody. But yes, it yes, is about it being is. able to determine, is this a genuine, you know, is this a genuine worry, doubt or fear? Or is this the same old, same old cheap record that's been playing my entire life mm-hmm. that will find scraps of anything to keep me stuck? Yes. Oh, that's a great word. Mm -hmm. That's what those words do. They keep us stuck. And, you know, as human beings, it's easy to default into worry, doubt, and fear. And that may be, I'm hearing that word default, and I'm being reminded that um, I must have read at some point that we don't we cannot default into worry, doubt, and fear. That's our that's our humanness. You know, when we rise up in in being great, grand, and glorious, that is that is the work that we're doing. Human beings, it's easy to default in worry, doubt, and fear, knowing that we're going to get the same results. We the continuation of worry, doubt, and fear because perhaps we just don't want to do the work at that time. We just don't yeah. want to do it. It's painful. Um, this has happened. We haven't looked at uh, the same situation again. We don't want to look at it. And we default and worried out in fear. And we continue with the humdrum life that we've been living. You know, especially when you look at fear, I find that very interesting because we are only born. This is this is uh, psychological studies talking. We're only born with two innate fears. And they mm. are loud noises and falling. Everything else that we're scared of, genuine, not saying you're not scared of, not saying I'm not scared of anything outside of them two things, but either way, it is learned. It is something that you've learned throughout your your yeah. lifetime. So yeah. spiders, mice, heights, because falling isn't heights, falling is falling. Mm-hmm. All them other fears are learned. It's not that they're not real, but you were not born scared of that thing. So it's a whole... It's just so interesting, you know, I don't know, and no one gets out of childhood without <laughs> their collection of things that they will eventually work through mm-hmm. or things that they could be terrified of forever, but there's got to be something that feels relief by knowing at some point I learned this and therefore it must be true that I can unlearn this. Yeah, and you know, that's part of the layers that we get to let go of as we um, become who we truly are. Yeah. Uh, I'm being reminded that I was raised, even though I was raised in a household of of metaphysicians, I was also raised in a household that was that was in some degree of fear because it was the way that I was being controlled. Um, I was fearful that I was going to get a spanking. I was a f- I was fearful not to get straight A's because there might be a consequence there. I was fearful um, about someone laughing at me and teasing me, you know? So those things kept me very small until I had a realization that that was what was happening. And it's my responsibility to rise up. 
when I, I say this all the time, we're with our parents until we're 18 for the most part. And then we have to be able to move forward. We can't spend the rest of our lives blaming our parents for our limitation. We have to take responsibility. So if we are raised in worry, doubt, and fear, and so many of us have some degree of being raised that way, we it's important for us to choose something else so that we can live our lives fully. Oh my gosh, like when I think about this, I feel like the world gets its claws into us so yes. <coughs> excuse me, so soon. Yeah. I'm exactly does. the same as you when I think about worry, doubt, and fear. I, I tend to think about how this is playing out in my adult life. Mm-hmm. But I can, you know, as early as I can remember, I think back to being in school, you know, fear of fear of not having the teacher's approval, worry that right. I would be in yes. quote unquote trouble, doubt my skills and abilities because mm-hmm. the world was showing me that Skills and abilities are best in this particular format, often academics. And I think, gosh, before we can remember, as much as we do have these natural, these innate fears and when these learned fears, these learned fears often take shape before we can remember as well. So, hey, maybe maybe they may as well be. Well, I'm glad they're not innate fears, but as far as we can kind of recall and decode, a lot of them have been there from the beginning. Why is that? Karen, I'm not happy about the world when we have this conversation. Yeah, I know, I know. And it is so important for us to have these conversations. And I mm-hmm. I think about how your mother raised you, how I have raised Lindsay, and it's and I I was I was raised with the I was raised with the idea that each generation gets um stronger, more powerful, mm-hmm. more having the ability to rise up. And uh, my parents did the very best they, they could do. And they, they did. There were five of us. They did a really good job. They really did. And I was talking to my sister yesterday about, um, we, I had a godfather who passed, and um, he was 90-plus. He was one of my father's very best friends, and I and my father is going to be ninety three. And I said to my sister, "Have you have you told Dad yet of of his passing?" And she says, "Nope, I'm not going to do it." And I said, "But you need to tell him." And um, she said, "I'm going. I'm I've, I'm not remembering her her words." And I remembered that if I took another step forward, there was going to be conflict, and it wasn't that important to me. but I, And I said to her, well, it's just going to be continuation of secrets and lies. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are things that we learned. And I stepped away from it because she was not able to hear me. Um, I don't want... My, my journey for the last few years has been... <laughs> to expose the secrets and lies in my family, uh, but I can't do it um, unconsciously. Mm. Um, so I become conscious of what's going on. And if I need to push the um, the envelope a little bit, I push it. But in that moment, it wasn't going uh, to happen, and I didn't want to. So those, those kinds of things, um, as we, I'm a pioneer in my family, as most uh, people who are rising up in consciousness, we're pioneers. And sometimes we get to learn that, oh, another time, 
<laughs> and yeah, to be conscious of secrets and lies, it's really, it's really important. That's part of the worried out fear that I grew up with. So secrets and lies is a, is a theme in, in your family setup. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, just on that topic of fear, I think a theme in my family setup is... I'm trying to think the best way to phrase it, but I'd say I'd say status anxiety, and what I mean by that uh, is, uh-huh. I think my fa- yeah, my family are lovely, loving, accepting people, and mm-hmm. there is still this what I consider very old school uh, doctors and lawyers and accountants yeah. thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, I I, yeah. I still think that is preferred professions <laughs> amongst my family it like that world of that world of that i don't even know what to call it but i know you understand i know everyone listens yes i do yes absolutely yeah. uh so checking in worry doubt fear what are the opposites you lean into or what is the alternative that is that is what i know you would say is more god oh yeah <laughs> yeah so um anything higher uh fear unconditional love worry unconditional love doubt unconditional love being stellar being excellent remembering you know whatever those uh, being in joy so being worried remember none of these words lift us up they keep us down any word that allows us to in a moment pivot and rise up remembering who we truly are that oh, I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> yes, those yeah. those are words that are very powerful, and there um, uh, there are words. You know, I'm I'm looking outside, and the sun is shining. Uh, why be? Why would I be in? Why would I choose worried out and fear when I get to rise up in the as the sunshine, the brightness, the brilliance of the presence that individualize itself as me. Yeah. yeah, and also when I think about them words, worry, doubt, and fear, because I'm sure we all agree there's times that they there's times that they have a role, but I think so often we're in them we're in them feelings. We're actually in this moment, you know, living in now. Everything is okay, and worry, doubt, and fear is is not a necessary feeling or thought to be running through our body. It might be at lunchtime. It might be tomorrow. But oftentimes we are bringing them concepts, feelings, thoughts into our life at moments that everything is more than okay. Yeah. And we, the thing about worried out and fear is that you can get people to join join, join that circle. As opposed to coming in and being joy and peace and happiness. Um, somebody might say they're enjoying peace and happiness for what? I'm in worry, doubt, and fear. Join me here. Do you see where I, I was talking about the human default? That's easy. And we get to rise up and remember that um, joy and peace and happiness is is our birthright. Yeah. It's who we naturally are. But the world says worry, doubt, and fear is our birthright. That's what we we naturally are. No, not at all. Not at all. So to be able to stand firm in joy and peace and harmonizing good, that's what we want to begin to practice. And as we always say, to feel 
the worry, doubt, and fear, and then go something higher so that we can create that. We don't want to keep creating worry, worry, doubt, and fear because we're creating a life that we don't want. So to create a life that is joy and peace and harmonizing good and happiness, that's where we want to be as often as we can. That's the practice. You know, one thing that I remember from doing my master's in psychology, and I can't can't draw on a reference here, it's just a quote I remember one of my professors saying, but in the English language, we have at least twice as many words to describe negative feelings than positive feelings, because as humans would have it, when we don't feel good, we really explore it and, you know, develop it, etc., etc. But we've kind of oftentimes left feeling good alone. So it was just interesting when I asked about what are the opposites of them words, how you want to know what there's, there's probably twice as many, well, there are twice as many, at least negative words to choose from when it comes to describing how we feel. And yeah. Yeah. And even thinking about jargon, well, on one hand, yeah, I don't like jargon and down with jargon, but also to be easy on ourselves, the language has not developed half as many words to describe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. a, A good a good feeling so maybe it's just unfortunate that these are the positive words do become jargon more easily because there's less yeah. of them yeah yeah and we get to create words that really resonate with us um i i love um knowing that life is for me i love knowing that something good is happening i love knowing that something wonderful is happening so to be able to, that something perfect is happening, that yeah. something is emerging from those words. So there may be some words. That's why that word stellar came up for me. Yeah. Because it's a word that I do not ordinarily uh, use. And even the word extraordinary, extraordinary, even though that word is so powerful. So for us to come up with our own jargon that we that may be jargon for somebody else but because we we're feeling it in our body temple we use it we know exactly what it means for us that's good jargon yeah and also you are right like go go and do your own research because when you were just speaking then i was like oh that's the opposite of paranoia i know everything is for me there is an actual <laughs> word. No, it, but there is an actual word. It's yes. called, you know, it's called pronoia, which exactly oh. is that, it, you know, I, I think they're both could be considered, you know, uh, not real. If you're using that, like, as in, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thinking everyone's against you for no reason or thinking everything, everything's for you for no reason. But either way, yes. um, we all yes. know about paranoia, uh, but right. the opposite, you know, the opposite condition, term, medical diagnosis it's called pronoia, but that's just not in the vocabulary of people because we are, we're so, yeah, we, 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 lo- we love to, um, we love to beat the dark away with a baseball bat sometimes, yeah, <laughs> oftentimes. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So this, yeah, this is the practice. We get to come up with words that really support us and lift mm-hmm. us up when uh, we have defaulted into something and we're not feeling like ourselves. That's the, that's the prayer. If we want to call it that, that's the affirmation. We get to remember to lift ourselves up. I I think that individuals end up, um, they end up experiencing a life 
where they want to take their own lives because they forget and they have they cannot even remind themselves of how wonderful this life is uh, and that whatever is being experienced is temporary. And these words that we talk about that are wonderful, that are brilliant, that are excellent, that are stellar, that are extraordinary, are eternal. That's our natural way of being. Well, Karen, thank you for always blessing my day with with your transformational conversation. Um, we will be back <laughs> next week. Uh, and um, word of the week, Stella. Awesome. Yes. Thank you yes. so much. Bye-bye, everybody.